When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. Even if you can't, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week right there at Pop Culture Cosmos. Plus, we go ahead and make sure that you are covered with every tabletop RPG video that we can go ahead and throw on the page at Facebook at Pop Culture Cosmos as well. Plus, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, where you not only find Laker Tom's great articles, but you also find five things from our good friend Jamie Sweet, who I'm hoping will stop by here as well. Plus, our good friend Joe Soro. He is not here today, but he told me to go ahead and let everybody know that you can always find some great conversations as well on the Los Angeles Lakers at LakersBall.com. Plus, our good friends of the Hoopheads Podcast Network, who are covering the NBA playoffs each and every time out on their great podcast. And if you can go ahead and follow all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, as the NBA playoffs continue to roll on and the Golden State Warriors have taken a commanding 3 to nothing lead over the Dallas Mavericks with a 109-100 victory. We'll talk a little bit more about that on the back end of the show. Plus, Miami has taken a 2-1 to lead with a very gritty win in Boston, retaking the home court. So we'll go ahead and talk a little bit more in depth on those two matchups coming up here in a bit. But for now... It is all about the Lakers and the latest news da, 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 that's happening out there in Lakerland. First up, I do want to mention that there's some finalists that are being floated around as far as from the rumor bill that both Shams and also as well, Mr. Adrian Roshanowski have both reported on that we have finalists right now. Kenny Atkinson, who is the assistant coach, one of the assistant coaches for the Golden State Warriors. We also have, as far as the guy that I think of the three candidates might get the job, that's Darvin Ham, who is currently an assistant with the Milwaukee Bucks. And then we also have the former coach several years with the Portland Trailblazers, Terry Stotts, as the leading candidates, as the only candidates right now currently, although knowing the Lakers, that's always subject to change. But here today to talk about the coaching candidates, the possibility of what trade value THT truly has. And of course, the NBA playoffs is a good man indeed. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. Please read his latest article and also follow him on Twitter where he's going ahead and not only retweets a lot of great articles on Laker trade proposals, but he actually flows a few himself. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, I said in the opening... And I stated in the description that we would mention not only who is up for the job as far as the final candidates are concerned, as of now, unless something comes out of left field, but also as well, who was left out and who actually turned down the job as far as a, at least an interview is concerned. So I'll mention that first, Jawan Howard, 
the University of Michigan coach turned down an opportunity to interview for the job, spurning the Lakers, per se. That I can't necessarily say I blame him because of the fact that his two sons will be playing on the team this year, and it'd be kind of weird if dad just bolted for, <laughs> for a job. So I don't blame him there, but the big name I heard on NBA radio, and I know as a fan of NBA radio, you heard it too, that they were crying about not being part of the final candidates was Mark Jackson, who is someone that we on this show have pretty much said is not a wise decision. I don't think these guys mm-hmm. on NBA radio are catching the ABC or ESPN games very much because if they listened to Mark Jackson for a little while, maybe they would agree with us a little bit more. Well, you know, the, you hate to you hate to pile on a guy when when he's getting passed over by coaching job after coaching job, and the truth of the matter is that he did a really a really good job when he had the Warriors and um, deserves some of the credit for having built up that team defensively. The problem is is that he's he's it's ba- not basketball related. It's how he relates to people and and at times. Uh, an overzealous religious attitude that, you know, where he wanted to put hands on. Well, with me, it's basketball related. Players to, 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 in order to solve their injuries or, or things of this nature. And, and, and it's just, just strange things, you know, I mean, the Warriors basically fired him because they, they, they would, the, all the employees who worked with him every day, nobody could stand him. And that was the that was the thing that has stuck around and in the background has been held there that that he he just was such a, he had alienated so many of the people that he worked with that uh, despite the team being successful they they just could not handle them having a job anymore um, and uh, you know it <laughs> Jason Kidd got rid of it got got rejuvenated okay if you will from from various uh domestic abuse claims and so forth and and various situations that he got himself in and he seems to have done a terrific job with with dallas um in fact at various times many many i've seen many laker fans second guess themselves of wondering whether or not you know it, it would have been nice had he stayed there and maybe even Vogel been fired and he'd had a chance to take over the Lakers. He seems to have a good relationship with the players and, and is able to build on that. As far as the candidates that we have now and the, the three big candidates, you know, I'm probably with you on Darvin Ham. And actually, I think that it's, uh, I have actually been positively impressed by the way that the Lakers have handled themselves so far uh, in the co- coaching search because, um, First off, they didn't have a really high bar to pass in order to do a better job than they did last time, where there were gaffes left and right and, and situations. And I, I'm still a little apprehensive about about what restrictions or things that they're going to require from Darvin Hand, since he's not a, quote, veteran coach who's going to demand a huge salary and so forth. The Lakers always seem to like to go with a route that doesn't cost them as much, oddly enough, you know, and... I hope that they give Ham a five-year contract rather than a three-year contract. I hope they give him a good salary, and I hope they let him choose his own his own coaching staff. He's got two real big pluses that 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 make him a better choice, I think, than the other two candidates. One is that he's the only one who's played NBA basketball, um, and that's a big thing. You know, I mean, to have actually played in the league gives you a different perspective than to not having played, even if you played in college. You know, and it's not the same thing. Uh, and then the second thing is LeBron, apparently, according to Eric Pincus, is, uh, feels that, that Darwin would be the guy. Um, he's a very good motivator, very good communicator. Um, you hope since he came from Coach Bud's stable uh, that, that he would be a strong proponent of ball movement and shooting um, and defense. Um, and uh, that probably means a little more of an egalitarian offense that, that has everybody moving. And if you get, you're open for a shot, you get the shot um, rather than iso ball with, with the superstars. And, and I frankly like that a lot better. I'd like to see a little more balance in the, in the offense and so forth. Um, and, and Milwaukee has always been among the top uh, teams in taking three-point shot attempts and the percentage of making them. So um, 
it, Darvin Ham is a good fit, and 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 I like that the Lakers have have basically gone about a pretty methodical and well done campaign to get the coach. Um, I think that they're, I think what we're seeing now are sort of like uh, uh, canaries just to see how everybody is going to respond to the possibility of Darvin of a of a coach who has never been a head coach before taking over for the Lakers. Um, I think the Celtics experience uh, has given him a lot of feeling that that could work out very well. Um, so I, it's a positive step in, a, in my mind in, in, in the Lakers in the development of the coaching search. And I'm looking forward to the coaching search being done um, well before we got to the, uh, to the draft and, and the free agency period. So that hopefully Darwin can be part of the, of the team to be having input on which players to go after and, and what, you know, what our plan is for the off season. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Westbrook. I think the Lakers have done a good public relations job of balancing that whole, that whole, you know, what do we do with Westbrook thing? And uh, we just got to get rid of him for any price and so forth. And they've seemed to have ameliorated that by, by looking at all the different angles and keeping that as a subject that's open. And, and that, that obviously is better for them in every situation. Um, there, you know, there's still a chance out of 30 teams that there's one general manager who's fool enough to think that Russell Westbrook can really help his franchise, maybe sell a few more tickets and uh, save his job a little bit. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I think it's good news for the Lakers. You know, we still got another three or four weeks before anything can happen. Westbrook still got to exercise his player option and opt in on that so that uh, so that we know for sure that we can trade him and uh, we'll see what happens after that. And if that's the case, I've got a bridge in the Bay Area I'd like to sell you as well, just to let you know. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But also here today to talk about what's going on with the Lakers and the Lakers finalists for the coaching position is a good man indeed. you got to check out his five things, articles, wherever you get it, at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet. And Mr. Jamie Sweet, did you like my odds as far as what the <laughs> trading West work? I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Laker Tom died laughing on that one. So, Listen, yes. Everybody better buckle up, man. It's going to yes. be a wild. It's there ain't nothing guaranteed right now. This is for sure. This is for sure. And you know, all the coaches, according to the rumors, have been asked on how they treat or what they would do to go ahead as far as utilize or lack thereof. Westbrook, their ideas on that. But we do have the finalists for the coaching position. Once again, Kenny Atkinson, Terry Stotts, and Darvin Ham. Unless something comes out of left field, like let's say tomorrow Quinn Snyder gets fired or, dare I say it, Doc Rivers gets fired or quits or whatever. So, yeah, I didn't say I like that option. I'm just saying that could be a possibility if that happens. But I don't think at this point it's going to. Quinn Snyder maybe, but I really doubt it. I think they would have already done something by now. But your thoughts on the finalists for the head coaching position for the Los Angeles Lakers as of now? No, I think if you're going to fire a coach, you do it quickly. You know, there's not there's not a lot of internal. You've you've, you've debated it already. If once you've gotten to the point that you're even considering it, uh, majorly considering it, I'm sure they maybe thought about firing Quinn and probably came to the conclusion that there wasn't all that much better of an option out there. And he's under contract, and they're a small market team, so that makes that checks all their boxes for running a smart uh, Utah Jazz franchise. Um, and they might get a first-round pick from the Lakers. Who knows, you know? No. <laughs> the Lakers can't afford to trade a pick for a coach. That's just the height of – that's that would be the height of idiocy. That would that should cost Rob his job instantly. Uh, exactly. There's not, yeah. a, there's not a head coach that is worth a first-round pick. Not, not Lakers, maybe. No, nobody. Nobody. We have so few draft assets to put players on the court where the game is won <laughs> or lost. To waste one that way is just frivolous nonsense. 
I would be highly disappointed and everybody in the organization if that happened uh, because that would just signal a complete and total disregard for the future of the franchise and, you know, sacrificing the future is never a good idea. That's how you end up with problems like climate change and <laughs> a lot of the problems. I, I don't know about that parallel that because basically uh, investing well, investing in a coach that you think could be a generational coach for the well, team. Well, that's why they, that's why they pay them good money. He's yeah, under contract, I mean, and, and I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it for Quinn Snyder, but I might consider it for I might consider it for Nick Nurse. He's that uh, good of a coach. He doesn't play, he and, doesn't, and it might show I, a maturity of judgment in the Lakers front office to make I, a decision I, that is a long range decision because you'd have to give him a big contract and and a long a long contract. I basically, you have to say, like, Nick Nurse is the coach in 2020. Is, you're going to be here till 2040. Where you are the Lakers. And they, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. So well, well, what if it's a Phil Jackson? What if it's the next Phil Jackson? What if it's the next, uh, you know, I mean. I mean that'd be Darvin Ham. You, you know, Nick Nurse is obviously not the next Phil Jackson because he's never three-peated. So, and well, he's already, you know, <laughs> but he hasn't been in the right situation. Come yeah. to L.A., he could win five titles in Los Angeles. Who knows? Well, with the lack of talent right now, the Lakers roster out of hand that it's not a. This is what I mean. This is not a good move. Everything you just said. Everything you just said is might, could, and maybe. Like if you're if you're wasting a first round draft pick, I might, could, and maybe. I mean, let's be real, Tom. You wasted one to trade. You wasted one to trade for Dennis Schroeder. That's what I'm saying. You think that's a better investment than investing in a, a quality coach? that could be here for 10 years or not. I don't know. I mean, they obviously aren't going to do that because they don't see a coach who out there who's available that they're willing to pay that for, but they shouldn't, there's no coach that Mm -hmm. is worth that at this point, but they do a lot of things. We think they shouldn't. Well, there's no coach right now. That's going to be able to lift the Lakers to a spot, you know, in a championship position with the talent they have on the roster at this point. Right. Okay. So that's that's the first thing. So with well, the, with then the, you're saying that there's no way the Lakers can win a championship next year. Period. At this point, yeah. This, I, mean, they, like they, well, I, I think I, that there is a way. Okay, I'm saying at this it point, it depends on LeBron James and Anthony Davis being healthy. I'm talking about this roster. This roster cannot win a championship. Well, the rosters, yet. the rosters. We don't know what the roster is going to be. Well, yeah, we don't know. That's what, the what I'm just saying. I'm last saying, year's roster couldn't now. do any better. Last year's roster couldn't make the playoffs. Well, no, I prefaced it as of now. As of now, they yeah. cannot win a championship. The, the real, the real issue team. is that you're going to need to burn yeah. one of those draft picks. If you're even going to try to trade Russ, it's probably going to take at least one, if not both. So that's this is what I, and that's and that's not a maybe in five to ten years. That's now. So if you want to move Russ now, if you want to get rebuild the team now. Then they have to be serious about oh, it. I agree. Case. I agree with that. I agree with that. So that's I just disagree with the bold statement, the overall broad statement. Don't, don't burn your two uh, get out of jail free cards uh, <laughs> before. Yeah, but that we use them. It's like LeBron says, they aren't really worth anything for win now. It doesn't matter. That Nick Nurse Masai isn't going to make him available. I don't think Nick Nurse particularly wants to come here. Yeah. Uh, we but, have to use the picks. The picks are actually the picks are actually is one of the subjects Gerald wanted to get into, which is the value of THT and and uh, none. The Lakers have been working the, the PR real good on that angle too, because we've got some good stories coming out about how how these guys around the league aren't just throwaways like the Lakers think they are. But I actually believe that those picks in twenty seven and twenty nine simply because the Lakers could even make them unprotected and they're a post-LeBron James retirement picks. So yep. who knows what the Lakers are going to be. Those, those, could be. those could be high lottery picks at some point in time if the Lakers really screw this up. And there's enough hey. confidence thrown around that, that I'm sure there's people who could think that's a good bet. Listen, um, there's no guarantee. Those picks, those picks are actually worth – those picks are why we'll be able to move Russ and THT for a good return on a bad contract, but at least the players hopefully will be good. I don't think we can move. I think we're going to have to choose. We're either going to move Russ or move THT with those picks. I don't. I don't think we're going to use one for both of those. Each of those trades isn't going to take just. Well, one. we're not well, going to take Russ back. 
I know that you think we are gamey, but we're not going to do it. I don't. I, I still like the one percent. He signs a five-year extension and pisses both of you off. But that's just <laughs> no. That's that's just me. But I want to say in regards to if you see that comment I made, I made it on LakerHollis.com, by the way. Tht though, that's Probably. the guy. You know Kendrick Nunn. We don't know his status. Okay, he'll probably right now. He looks like he's going to be ready for camp, which is great. But unfortunately, he got I mean, hurt if he last year. In camp. Next year, next year, camp, that's yeah. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. So, okay. you know, I know there's a lot that are people out there saying five million dollars and not work at all. Yeah, so that's that yeah, would he's be a great writing job. A book. He's writing a book. It's going to be out next year. Exactly. Uh, the thing is, he doesn't have much trade value. Tht, we saw a season of him, at least almost, because he was often he was injured himself. So, in regards to him. We see someone who is 21. That's the good yeah. news. But the bad news is that over the course of three years, he really hasn't taken that next step in his evolution or his development. And a lot of people are starting to say he is what he is. I think there's still room for improvement. Do I think I, I see the star player we once did for maybe like a brief glimmer of hope? No, I don't see a star player. But I do see someone who can make a rotation, whether it's a rotation on the championship team that's uh, you know up for speculation. He's still, for a guy that has such long arms and has athleticism, he does not play good enough defense yet, which still concerns me. And I think that that's probably the first thing I say. Yes, he can't shoot well. We know I don't he can't know if I would say he has good athleticism. I think he's decent athletes. He's a decent athlete. Decent yeah. athlete. Yeah. Sure, he's slow and he's not a quick jumper. He's not a quick. Yeah, he doesn't have a good first step. He doesn't have hops. Yeah. He's not overly strong he doesn't overpower guys he's got a big he's got great hands well, okay. great hands and wingspan you know if an nba gm is listening to you guys for the past minute here they would never trade for the guy no so he's, he's the way you got to remember he's 21 years old and he carved out minutes on a on a championship team yes he did that's you what know, I'm trying I mean, to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to raise him up, but you guys are like that's he's why. Slow. That's why he's not the throwaway that everybody's talking about him because at 21. He, he is a physical specimen. There's, you know, he, he could be, he's the type of guy that theoretically I would love to see him develop into PJ Tucker. You know, he's got that, that those long arms and, and, and the, and his low center of gravity and, and he could, he could be a defender, you know, right now he just doesn't know how to anticipate what but you got to remember Laker Tom, Laker Tom that PJ Tucker you know played in the CBA he played overseas yeah. uh, he, right. he failed initially in his first right. run in the NBA before he came back and became the PJ Tucker that everybody knows and I don't think the Lakers have that kind of patience for well, him to go ahead no and <laughs> the other side of it is too that what Tucker learned during that thing is that for him to be to play in this league he had to play bigger than he was I need to work hard. And at 6'4", Talon, you know, you better learn to play bigger than you are because you ain't big. Yeah. You know? Talon's also had his road paved. He's had his road paved with he's had his road paved with clutch gold. He got, you know, he, he got chosen over Caruso for no good reason. They should have uh, traded him for Lowry last year. That was the, the trade for right. get didn't was was held out of a trade because we saw such great bright potential for him. Uh, and is now probably clutch. Now we'll live on the trading block like Kuzma did for however long well, he's lived, So there's still there's still the famous Lakers fast break NBA trade deadline 2021 special that <laughs> you saw Laker Tom actually getting red in the face during this whole process by not trading for Kyle Lowry. And you know, as we see already with his return in the Miami game yesterday, what a difference it can make with his you know even, his stats don't eye pop. But what he brings is something else and intangibles and smart play that gets you over the edge if you're right in that spot for a championship. And you see what he can do for a team yesterday. And, and Laker Tom called it. He was mad on that day, and he had a right right to be so. THT did not develop this year the way he, he should have. And even on our, our very famous now second NBA trade deadline, you still see Laker Tom upset in regards to THD not being moved. So I ask you guys again, you guys, yes, he's did, going to be traded this year. Yeah, he is going to be <laughs> traded. I'm sure at some point, but after you guys did the hard sell and, you know, just gave those you glowing attributes, whatever you can get, he's 21. Okay. When it comes down to it, his best asset is that he's 21 glowing attributes aside. And I use that term very loosely after you two describe it, but, 
Is there anything realistic you think the Lakers can get, Jamie, for THT? Yeah, I mean, sure there is. It's just a matter of what the overall cost is going to be. And what, and this, you know, to, to bring it back real quick to a, a, the conversation I came in on, I'm actually thrilled that the Lakers uh, have Darvin Hammond as one of the top three candidates because some of the best late coaches in Laker history didn't have head coaching experience. Pat Riley comes to mind. <laughs> he didn't have any prior head coaching experience. Comes to before. mind HBO as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, the Lakers, you know, magic, even, you know, plenty of Laker coaches have been thrown that uh, without any head coaching prior experience uh, have been thrown. Do we have that. to remember magic's coaching run? No. And Randy and Randy funds also terrible, but yes. it, it, it's happened. I'm not saying that they're all great. You know, they all don't work out like Riles did. Yes. But that's true. the difference, the difference between magic and Darvin ham is that magic went from sitting around the pool to coaching the Lakers. That's not an intelligent move. You know, I get it that they, you know, Dr. Buss believed in the guy and, and, you know, and that's, that's what it, that is what it is. But, you know, Darvin ham has, been there as a player, been there as an assistant coach, done, you know, done the work, put in the time. And I feel like is probably of the three, the most deserving of this shot. Would I be, you know, annoyed if it was Atkinson or Stotts? Probably not. Of the two, of those two, I would prefer Terry Stotts. I think he's just got a a better track record as a coach. But there's also a problem in the NBA of like the coaching game of of the, the game of musical coaches where like the same 10 guys keep getting jobs and keep having about the same results. And this is what I don't want the Lakers to do. I don't want them to play that game. I want them to be smarter. I want them to be better. I want them to take a bolder, make a bolder choice, be a little bit riskier, you know, be a little bit more of the gambler that Dr. Buss always was. So, and I don't know that that is a, that aspect of, of the bus family gene is, is in Jeannie. I feel like she often relies on, you know, safe choices, her, her network of, of, of trusted associates, her little cabal. And, you know, that's, that's fine. That's how she wants to run her business. You know, not, who am I to uh, have any opinion on that or at all, other than, you know, I, I like her team a lot. So I, I hope that they go with Darvin Ham. He is he has become my top choice uh, over the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, and so that's, that's my, that's my pick for our, if I had to pick out of the three, I'd pick him uh, running away. Um, you know, what can we get for THT and, and in theory, none. I mean, we're still assuming he opts in and if he doesn't, that makes a THT trade a lot, look a lot different. It looks a lot different because now you're not bringing back a 17 to $20 million player. You know, you're bringing back a, eight to $12 million player, you know, something about like that nine to 11. So we're waiting on two big economic pieces to throw their hat in our, in our ring, just so we can ship them right back out. And with none, you know, he only, he only made the MLE and there's not going to be a lot of money out there. So there's another team that thinks he's worth that. I could see him not opting in and saying, all right, well, I don't particularly want to get, I'd rather control where I'm going. He might want to control where he's going because he's not he making said, a money. He said he's opting in already. I mean, well, I'll, you know, that's great, right. but he hasn't. So, right. <laughs> so when he does, I'll believe it. Uh, I hope he does because that gives us more tools. Yeah. And honestly, five million reasons he's going to. <laughs> I mean, he could just as easily find those five million reasons somewhere that he wants to play. I mean, what if he doesn't want to play in Charlotte, or what? What if he doesn't want to play in wherever we're going to trade him to? You know, so. I don't think we're going to trade him. I, I, I think the only reason we would trade him probably is if we hard cap ourselves and we need to just get rid of his salary, we'll tag him on to a Westbrook trade or a THD trade. Um, because that could be a key issue. That because could, by hard, well, capping, that hard capping, we get $15 million, $14 million instead of just $6 million for three agents. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. And so, we know Jeannie likes to hard cap. <laughs> anything to cut down and pay on luxury taxes. I mean, you know, uh, when you were saying like, I hope they don't lowball Darvin Ham, and like, I was like, <laughs> you, uh, you should, remember the lessons of Can history. we learn for once I, from our mistakes? You know, I, I don't mind paying for the mistakes. It's just when you do the same dumb thing over again. Well, we're about to find out. Drives your fans crazy, man. We're about to find out. We're about to find out. I, I'm a big believer in learning. I haven't seen a lot of it from the Laker front. Never off. get better unless you make mistakes. But 
if you never do anything with the mistakes, then you also never get better. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, you know, I can't make any promises. You know, I go back and forth on trading THT at this point because we'll be able to. He he totally doesn't fit. So he eats up minutes that should go to a shooter. (laughs) Yeah, but he's good. Or a defender. He's decent insurance against injuries to LeBron and or a secondary ball handler because I mean he's not a point guard, but he can like get the ball up the court and like make a pass, you know. Yeah, but he's our third highest player, and our third highest player should be I, I would prefer somebody. him not to be on the team. I've yeah. never been I've never been one to drink the THT Kool-Aid. Uh, I've just always thought he was slow and not didn't have any hops. I mean, yes, he has long arms and big hands, but it that <laughs> hasn't hasn't really translated to much on the basketball court. So well, he's a bad fit for this team is the other side of it that he's it's better off for him to go somewhere else. Sure. Or he would be on a team surrounded by shooters and then he could be that 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 shot creator who gets into the lane and you know and so forth. He's, I don't think he would have made ten million dollars on any other team in the NBA. I don't necessarily agree with that. From his economic point of view, he would not have made ten million dollars on any other team in the NBA other than the Lakers. Because well, of the when you, here's 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 the, the final test in this situation is who we get for him. You know, like could you get Kelly Olnick? Makes thirteen million. <laughs> I, I, that's I would love to have Olnick as a backup yeah. backup stretch five. If you trade THT, you can't get a backup. That's, sure you that's, can because what he's not well, a starter. Yeah, but he's a decent backup. He's well, you're going to get a rotation player. You're going to get. You got to get somebody that everybody else would pay ten million for, right? I think we both agree with that. Yeah, or somebody who you think is. I mean, maybe an eight million dollar player is fine, or a twelve million dollar player. But I mean, he's got to be a country. He's got to be. Listen, we cannot. You can't win with just two superstars and a whole bunch of minimum wage guys. Yeah, none of those guys should ever be in unless we are in foul trouble or we got injuries. I think six or seven guys on the team got to be making at least five to ten fifteen million dollars i mean those are the guys that we're missing that's why we have a chance to get them this summer as crazy as it may seem we actually have a chance to get four or five guys who are making between five and twenty million dollars sure i replace the the avery bradley's and the and the thts and the the nuns who never played and the westbrooks who are cancerous to the team and and all of the all of the disappointing players that we wasted wasted parts of seasons on because Frank Vogel liked them. Um, I'm ready for Darvin Ham and moving forward right now. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about just assigning a figure of money and saying that that's the kind of play. I mean, I. Well, I, I, it's just I that they're not minimum. They're not minimum salary players. I, I know. I understand. Got an injury I'm, history or. No, I, 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 get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand what you mean. But what I'm saying is that I it matters to me if if it's a player on the absolute downside of his career making ten million dollars, then I would rather keep THT. If it's you know, if it's a well, 33, 34, 35 I'm, I'm not in for getting player, any 33, 34, 35 year old players. I don't think we need to invest future assets that could pay off in assets that are going to be on the decline most likely. And that's what we did last season. Mm-hmm. Every single player that we brought in that wasn't none and monk were players on the decline. And it showed in every facet of the game, every single night. And that is the mistake we need to avoid. It's not yeah. so much, Part I mean, of the problem is that when you, when you get to the minimum level, the real thing, and that there's going to be a whole host of you know issues that come with like card capping and how the money works, but the Lakers have fallen into this trap of believing that win now means mortgaging the future, and I don't believe that. I think that you see plenty of teams around the association who do things more intelligently with more thought and planning. And the Lakers seem incapable of that. They seem to want to, they'd rather have a splashy veteran minimum signing of a 38 year old Trevor Ariza. Yeah, but it was another reason why the Westbrook trade was so stupid because it left us with no other option. And the reason we ended up with so many of those decisions of this guy can't stay healthy or this guy is over the hill and is never going to be back. And why we invested so much time in those guys is because that's all we could get. We're not. This is my point, though. Like, if you're going to, 
trade the one you've got one asset left right that's it so well it's so it's it's the it's the zach Levine question right let's say that the, the clutch pulls off an 80 and, and zach says i'm 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 only going to sign a sign and trade with the lakers they'll give you two draft picks russ russell westbrook who you can wave and and tht do you as the lakers actually do that deal i'm i'm sure that Rob Belinka and Jeannie Buss would gobble it up like instantly. I would do and that. We'd have, and we'd have another 12 guys. I we'd have enough that. money for another 12 guys to be minimum salary. Actually, we wouldn't because it would have to be a sign-in trade is how stupid it is. It would have to be a sign-in trade since he's yeah. a free agent. Therefore, we'd be hard cap, which they'd love. But we would definitely, we would have to give away, I, Eric Pinkus wrote an article, but we'd have to give away THT for nothing. Find somebody who would just absorb his contract yep. and then fill out with nothing but minimum people. Yep. So I would still do that. I would still do that. Just because Levine would you do that? I would because Levine's a you superstar. You get rid of Russ. You get rid of Russ is the one part about Levine's it. Levine's a superstar with upside. He that that means you're building around Levine and A D for the next five. But years. he's also very injury prone. Yeah. Knee issues. He's checking out his knee already this summer. So <laughs> there's no and, and it and it comes down to the the fact that there were two things wrong with the Russell Westbrook trade. One was Russell Westbrook. And the second was we used up all of our money. Now, Zach is not Russell Westbrook, but we used up all of our money. That means that you're going out with your third, fourth, your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth rotation players being minimum wage people. Well, that means you're bringing back Melo. Well, they're not they're not our minimum wage but nba minimum wage so we get yeah, what you're right doing. yeah i know yeah i know yeah yeah uh, but, but it is but i league. mean and they're playing against guys who are making 10 to 15 million dollars the other other four five six seven and eight guys on rosters are making that much money because they don't have three guys making 40 million again so i think the so days much... of three superstars making max contracts is gone Again, so much to think about indeed, but if you have questions, I'm hoping to get something in some you know, sometime. But if you have questions about or comments about what's going on with the Lakers, you're always free to do so at Facebook, at Lakers Fast Break, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. And of course, you guys on YouTube, you've been tremendous, tremendous supporting on our YouTube channel. We've got thousands of views over the past week and it's just been amazing to see what you've been doing for our youtube channel we've been posting a lot of comments in fact young mb i know i said i was going to do something for you today as far as it's concerned i'm going to hold off to a later episode because i'm going to pull all the comments you guys have been making at lakers fast break on youtube and i'm going to pull all those comments together your suggestions on the team and we're going to grade them that's right. We're going to grade them on an upcoming episode. We're going to share our thoughts on them. So please stand by. You're gonna, if you even want to go ahead and say more comments, we'll go ahead. Please, you still have time to do so. But yes, you want to go ahead and share your thoughts today. Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com, and also here at the Lakers Fast Break. But guys, before we head on out, it is an update on the NBA playoffs, and one series is still very much in contention after a very, very gritty win by the Miami Heat in Boston. Seems a mash unit. Everybody on both sides were getting hurt, and it's just, oh my gosh, it's really ugly, gritty. They look like extras from Braveheart. Exactly, but it was <laughs> worth it because that's, what I think, what everybody was expecting. They were expecting, as JR, Jim Ross would tell you, a slobber knocker. And that's what we're getting there because, yes, they are not exactly the most beautiful of games to watch, but they are gritty and they are – these teams, they want it. They both want it. At the end of the day, you cannot say one team quit. Both these teams are really in for it and really just doing the best they can right now. I think it's going to go ahead back to Miami 2-2, I think, Boston with – I'm not, I'm not sure right now the status of – of Butler, he's got issues right now. He's Information than me, he's playing. Okay, he so he's playing. He said he's playing. We'll see. He said he's playing. We'll see if he has to, you know, actually go down in the second half like he did on, in Game Three. But he, you know, they still managed to go on without him. 
Still the status of Marcus Smart. He's probably going to try and gut it out. You have Jason Tatum with the shoulder. He's going to try and gut it out. Robert Williams, we don't know what his status is, but he'll probably try to gut it out. Lowry. So, Lowry, Lowry, too. You know he's got the hamstring issues. So please go ahead and check out this series. Root against the Boston Celtics, but you know what? Either which way, whoever wins that series, Boo, it's, it's going to work really hard to get it. So it's really impressive to see. But before we head on out, there is one series that is over. It's over. It's not because, yet. Yeah, well, statistically, it's over because it's no over. one's no one's ever been able to come back from a three nothing lead. It's not impossible. And I didn't say it's, it's impossible. impossible. Highly, 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 highly. Statistically, highly. it has never happened before, so it would be a first. Well, that's so. only because we just haven't gone far enough for it to happen. You know, it's been over a hundred. If, if we continue now. to play basketball, it will eventually happen. Um, Tom, I want you to buy. I want you to buy a poolside resort in the Sahara and be like, "No, man, it's gonna rain." I know it hasn't yep. rained yet, but that's just because we haven't gone far enough into the future. He it reminds true. me of Jim. He reminds me of Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. Millennium but away, you're telling but... me there's a chance. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, but it is uh, Golden State with the commanding three. I was way nothing. off. It's well, a, the Warriors are the only team a, that blew a three-one lead in the finals, so could be the first team to blow a three-zero lead. No three-one lead though. in the conference finals. I'm going to bear out the statistics. I'm just I'm going to listen. I'm going. I was. Yeah, I, I'm going to watch a movie with my wife instead of watching the rest of that series. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Some quality time between you and the misses, uh, Jamie. Any thoughts uh, on the Golden State series before we head on out? I mean, you know, I think it shows the value of centers that series. Kevin Looney has largely been it shows the value of size. They dominated but, the board. You know, everybody tries to modernize every position in the NBA and say, "Oh, you got to have this. You got to have that." Kevin Looney can't shoot threes. Kevin Looney can barely run. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, like, but Kevin Looney is mobile enough on the defensive end. He's let's committed. He's committed on the defensive end. He's he plays with heart. He plays he plays like PJ Tucker, but he's not small, right? Like we've he plays, seen almost everybody in this playoffs over six ten outside yeah. of him and Jaron Jackson Jr. get played off the court. Okay? And 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 the and the Warriors have a great plan to contain the rest of the Mavs. They're you know they 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 make it hard for Luca, and they're not letting anybody else get off. You know you're not seeing Dinwiddie go off for thirty. You're not seeing Brunson go off for 20, 25, 30. Yeah, good point. They're they're keeping the rest of the Mavs in check. I'm surprised that uh, Kid hasn't tried to counter Looney with Boban more a little bit, just to put size against size and make it di- more difficult for him to just be big down there. Um, how, how many offensive boards did they get? It must that's what I'm saying. Why not put Why not put Boban? Let them battle Godzilla versus King Kong for rebounds. You know, you've There's got nothing all- so deflating as working your butt off for 24 seconds and then having them get a rebound. And put and it right. Did that over and over to them all. Just to let long. you know, Tom. Tom, just to let you know, fourteen to seven. That was the oh, offensive rebound. Fourteen offensive rebounds. Wow. Kill, the Warriors have been killing them on the offensive glass all series, and that's why I'm surprised that they haven't made an adjustment to go. I get it that Boban isn't the fastest, best shooter. Blah 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 blah. You need to counter that size, and that's well, you got to hit your threes. They didn't hit their threes, man. You, you got to win the fundamental game. You know, like win the rebound. But they had two guys, Kleber and Kleber and and uh, Bullock, who's the guy from New York. Bullock, yeah. But they they both had wide open. They've had wide open shots all all series long, and 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 kid's been right. He said he said we've run our offense for perfectly exactly like we wanted to do. We just haven't been able to hit the shots. Yeah, but if you don't give up four offensive rebounds, you don't need yep. to hit. You don't need to hit that three. You've got no, the rebound. It, it just takes the heart out of your defense. That's you, it makes it harder. So hard and uh. I'm just surprised Kid hasn't made that adjustment. That's the adjustment I would have made really after game two. I hope they definitely make it after today. But if he doesn't, I think that that's something I look back on and regret. Well, he's he turned it around on him underneath because he's he's so doggone tall that he's impossible to stop. Well, well today today they did get. Good performances from Brunson and Didwitty, and they still couldn't get it done with Lucas scoring 40 and the right. other two guys scoring 26 and 20. It's because nobody else showed up. Bullock, to his credit, has been there most of the playoffs. Unfortunately, no show today. Got a big donut. You had Maxi Kleber, like you said, Benny Smith. I really like Powell. I really like Kleber, though, boy. He yeah. he plays defense better than I ever 
seen him play before. Yeah, absolutely. He's really absolutely. good. But he's very, he shies away sometimes at taking yeah. the three when he needs to take the three. And well, he did he did tonight. That was for sure. Yeah. He, that, he got that, a that last one was embarrassing. Yeah, he, he got it all alone, wide open. You know, just... I mean, and you know, Nilakina's not going to help you out offensively. So, yeah, yeah and Bertrand was also not very there, much there. At, at no, the they're, they're they they're gonna they're gonna lose. So yeah, yeah, they all. I'd I'd love to see Warriors go. You and I both. Anything but Warriors. Anything but Warriors. Maybe anything. None of us want to see that. No, yeah. no. Sorry, Heat, but I don't trust you guys. Yeah, I got to see it first, I though. I got to see know. them win four games. I don't. I'm not going to call that series. I, I actually was happy to see the Warriors play real well because I, that's that's the only way to make sure. That I got the Heat winning it all right now, to be honest. No, well, I just got, I just not as bad from outside as you know. To the next the pool, man. What a steal they got on pool. Yes. Yeah, but it's, what happened to his foot? Is he okay? He had a key three at the end there. Yeah. So he, he seems to be fine. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it is right now three games to nothing commanding lead. I'm just going to say that series is over. Yeah. You know, but maybe they'll take one game, the gentleman sweep, whatnot. They, but yeah, they might win on uh, they might win on Tuesday. What is it? Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday. Yeah, they're alternating every other day. So once again, it is the Lakers fast break update again on the NBA playoffs. We'll see what we can do there. But, but guys, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and mention to everyone out there that once again, the best place to go for everything Lakers is Lakerholics.com. So Jamie Sweet, what you got cooking at Lakerholics.com? Oh, just, uh, you know, posting the news. There's nothing really to talk about Laker-wise right now, just all the scuttlebutt. So, I, you know, I, I don't go in much for scuttlebutt. You know, I, I like to deal as uh, we've talked about for a while now in reality. So Jawan Howard officially said he was not interested in the job. I, I threw out a little post about that because and we had the, never were actually, he, I didn't really ever think he was in the mix, but I, I liked that. He was like, and don't call or ask about me about that anymore. Uh, U S news media. Thank you. And good night. Well, his uh, sons are playing on the team and yeah, like, as a, yeah, I can't. And th- that dude's going to coach where he wants to coach when he wants to coach. Like, He's he's done a great job with the college program. No he matter was, which of those assistant coaches he he's gonna smack. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna land. So I'm not you know he he I think he he's, he's 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 doing the smart thing. He's he's going all he's 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 a family man doing the family thing, and I respect that. Um, you know, and uh, no matter what assistant coaches he tries to smack. Whatever there you, go. you okay. know. The listen. first time I tried it, it went. Right I know. I well, I was. I think I was talking, so I didn't quit. I didn't, <laughs> my, right. My bad. My We've powers. all smacked our assistant coaches at time from time. Uh, okay. <laughs> then. Well, uh, speaking from an assistant coach that tried to hold down his own coach in, so, from trying to kill the other team's coach in right. the middle of a soccer field with a bunch right. of with a, with a bunch of five year olds right all around, stunned in amazement that these head coaches about ready to do a brawl in the middle of a field. It's not fun being assistant coach, man. They're out to say that. <laughs> but before we head on out, Laker Tom, you've also got something to go ahead and, and present to everyone out there at Lakerholics.com. So what you got cooking as well at Lakerholics.com? I just published an article about uh, the power Good. of positional size. Good one. And my, how my the Lakers need to. You know, they. it's kind of funny. Last year, in our championship year, we had an average height of six foot eight, which is two inches higher at every one of the five positions. So we had a total of 10 inches in positional height over the, the average NBA team. This year, we were even under that because we had we had we had little micro lineups that we were playing where we were losing rebound battles by 20 boards and and points in the paint by 20. We just went the complete opposite way. So we need to restore that. Jamie and I differ in just that that. He'd, I think that we need to have also a modern center, somebody who can stretch the floor. But the key, the key thing is that we we need size everywhere. We need we need a modern. We need we need shot blocking. We don't have it. Our perimeter defense is so suspect that once they get by it, they have easy layup. So we need a shot blocker. That's really important. Secondly, we need multiple wing defenders. There was just an article out where. The teams that are in the finals have five or six defenders that are six six to six nine. We've got two. 
you know, so we need we need those wings that are the guard. They're the both, Durant, and they're the both over thirty five. The compost and so forth. And then lastly, we need we need bigger guards. We really do. You know, we're going out there with six three Westbrook, who doesn't defend, and six two Monk, uh, or at other times, you know, we've got six three Avery Bradley there. Those guys. All we see are our shooting guards shooting over our two guards and small forwards shooting over the shooting guards that we're playing as small forwards. So we got nothing but our perimeter guys are all 6'4 or under. The only the tallest guy we got is Reeves at 6'5. We should have 6'4, six, 6'5 six, guards because they can switch everything. They won't get hunted that they will the way they go after these 6'2 or 6'3 guys. And we also just need guys that it's it's not necessarily that you're big, you're tall. It's that you play big. You know, you there are guys in this league who play like they're bigger than they really are. LeBron does. AD does. Both of them play bigger than they really are because they're both undersized, actually. LeBron is an inch shorter than the average power forward, and AD is two inches shorter than the average center. But if you throw a new center in there and you also add a power forward that's like a 6'8 guy, then you can go big or small against anybody because you've got the size problem taken care of. As long as you get but, – but we need a lot of things. We need all of these things on defense. We need all of these things on offense. And we don't have a lot to get it. But we a good general manager would do it. The question that we have is whether or not Rob Palenka is capable of it. We'll find out and see. But once again, the best place to go for Lakers conversation today, be part of the conversation at LakerHolics.com. Well, guys, it's been great having you aboard talking THT, the coaching carousel. Maybe it'll finally stop in the not-too-distant future. Sometime in the near future, but wait and see. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us at Lakers Fast Break, big shout out again to everyone on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube and be part of the conversation there. I again tell you, if you've got any ideas for the summer on how the Lakers should proceed, let us know now so we can go ahead and use it on an upcoming show that I'm doing specially for you at Lakers Fast Break. Once again, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll catch you next time right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.